Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This, of course, is Stinchfield, the podcast. Uh, China, most certainly on the move. On the move in the United States. Uh, we're going to talk today about self-driving vehicles that China has the rights to uh, operate and test here in the United States. Do you think they let the United States operate self-driving vehicles in China? Absolutely not. Bitcoin mining facilities next to sensitive data storage facilities that serve the Pentagon, next to Air Force bases. What is that about? And then the FBI chief, Christopher Wray, goes on 60 Minutes, and I found his interview to be, well, very hypocritical. And I also found 60 Minutes to not ask poignant questions that needed to be asked of Christopher Wray when it comes to China, when it comes to the double standard in America of prosecuting conservatives and people like President Trump. So we are going to get all uh, get through all of it with our friends over at the new federal state of China. So with that, let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, as always, joining me is Nicole Tsai with the New Federal State of China, the organization aimed at taking down the CCP. Nicole, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Grant, for having me. Well, first off, let me ask you, China is on the move. I mean, we see uh, a a building up of their Navy going into uh, the Mediterranean, the Black Sea. We got Russia moving in there. How concerned are you about this conflict escalating to the point where, something really bad happens between the United States and these bad actors. I'm deeply concerned, but I'm not surprised because we already know that the CCP has been planning this a long time ago and they've been very strategic about the timing. And we talked about last night on your uh, Real American Voice show that they chose a perfect timing to bomb it, you know, uh, you know, to sponsor Hamas bombing of the Gaza hospital just before Biden's visit to derail the talks uh, about the de- uh, escalation. So, and China is also, you know, right after the meeting with Putin, Putin also told the reporters in Beijing that he has ordered, um, you know, the ships with uh, hypersonic missiles into the Black Sea to patrol like 24-7. So we know they're trying to wreck up the tensions in the Middle East, and they're trying to start a World War III. Very concerning. You know, something interesting, I was talking to my friend, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who's got a great radio program. He comes on my show at RAV all the time. I used to work with him at Newsmax. And we were talking about China, and he said something that I thought, man, this really is actually a pretty simple take on China. He said, China doesn't really have any friends it's loyal to. China doesn't really care about Russia or Iran or Hamas. China only uses these other actors. Whatever actor will benefit China to get them to where they want to go. It could be Iran today. It could be another country tomorrow that China doesn't really have. They're not really friends. China's just using these countries. Would you agree with that statement? 100%. 100%. I think that he's perfectly uh, p- precise about that. And uh, vice versa, the the other bad actors or the CCP's considered allies, they're also not loyal to CCP, like North Korea and Russia and Iran, maybe Hamas. They're not loyal to CCP either. Yeah. They're relying on CCP because 
when they have been isolated and sanctioned by the U.S. and the Western uh, allies. They are relying on the CCP for economic aid, for military defense supply. So this is all purely transactional relationship. And so which tells me that America does have opportunity uh, to intervene and, you know, pulling, the, you know, pulling them apart. Yeah. And I think that should be the right foreign policy strategy. Well, look, what is the old saying? There's no honor among thieves. And certainly that's going to hold true when you throw China, Iran, Russia, North Korea, now Hamas, uh, all into the same mix, Hezbollah. These are all these are all thieves, uh, probably at the best to describe them as thieves, the worst to describe them as deadly, deadly actors and, and, and violent extremists. Um, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, goes on 60 Minutes with uh, the five other heads of the intelligence agencies from the five big countries that work together. But I want to focus in on Christopher Ray because they were all really specifically asked about China. And though I was happy that 60 Minutes was focusing on China as a threat, and most of them agreed that it is a threat, they were all very hesitant to really lay down harsh words against China. I don't know whether they're afraid of China, whether they don't want to stoke the flames, but, you know, President Trump, he did not mince words when it came to China. He basically called it like he saw it, and it seemed like he wasn't afraid. I constantly see all of these other leaders of what are supposed to be our foreign allies and here in the United States pussyfooting around China. You see the same thing? Well, absolutely. First of all, I'd like to to call out um, that Five Eye Alliance, you know, have for the first time holding public press conference, you know, blaming the CCP as the most existential threat, um, you know, in terms of uh, espionage. I think this is a public admission of a massive failure on the part of the Five Eye uh, Alliances because altogether this Five Eye Partnership has almost doubled the GDP of the um, the uh, new evil uh, new axis of evil that's China, Russia, and North Korea and Iran. And uh, so, I mean, you're publicly admitting that the CCP has 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 been gaining an upper hand. And another side of the story is that this is a public admission of a total failure of the U.S foreign policy, trade policy, and everything, because, you know, it's like we created the problem to begin with. And then we're trying to figure out, oh, you know, how are we going to deal with a problem? Just like the open border at the southern states, you let the illegal migrants coming into the country, and then you talk about, oh, we now have a big threat. I mean, this is a problem by design. Think about this. And you summed it up when you said, we enabled, even maybe built China to what it is today. So we have American policies that we put money to, that we lose money on, that end up being horrible policies. And then what's the answer? Our government here throws more money at solutions to the problems that we caused, and we end up funneling all this money, and it's a giant circle we cause money with our poli- cause problems with our policies then we have to throw more money at solutions that aren't going to work and it just goes around and around and around in a big circle all the while we're like funding our enemies hezbollah I just read an article that the money that america was sending to lebanon is all going back to hezbollah we know about the money going to palestine eric quote palestine we we know that money goes to 
Hamas, and, and now we're sending money to Israel. We're like funding every side of the wars, all these wars around the country, around the globe. And then we're asking ourselves, well, why are we losing money and why is this nation broke? We literally are giving everybody, everybody money. So with that, let me play for you a soundbite from Christopher Wray um, talking about China. Here's, here, here he is. The People's Republic of China represents the defining threat of this generation in this era. There is no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to our ideas, our, our innovation, our economic security, and ultimately our national security. All right, true to Cole, but then what are you going to do about it? And there's nothing, and I don't even think 60 Minutes really dug into what do you do about it. I agree with you. If I were the interviewer at the 60 Minutes, I would have pressed Christopher Ray to explain why have we allowed the CCP to become the most dangerous existential threat, threat to our national security under your watch? What have you done to stop it or mitigate the risk? Because you know, basically, we're watching the CCP's rise to the global power and penetration deep and wide in almost every aspect of the U.S. society. I mean, they were holding the press conference in Silicon Valley, where CCP has more than 10 years ago has sent dozens of the startup, you know, high tech companies to be based in Palo Alto, in Sunnyvale. Uh, you know, because they're trying to use the technology sourced from uh, America and using the uh, well-trained American uh, engineer and, tech, you know, personnel to support their business. So so I don't think this 60-minute uh, interview did a good job of digging into the real problem uh, behind the threat and who allowed this to happen, what policies are, are accountable for the failure. All right. So, you know, one of the, I was going to bring this up later, but it fits into what we're talking about when we ask, what have you done to stop China? Why are we allowing them to do all the things they're doing here in the United States? We, we talk a lot about buying up farmland and, and all of the agriculture moves they're making here in the United States. Um, then you had sent me, Nicole, this, this story that China is now operating a Bitcoin mine outside of Cheyenne, Wyoming. It is right next to a Microsoft data center. For those of you watching this uh, on Rumble or Facebook or Getter Live, you'll see the screen. For those of you listening to it on the podcast, I'll explain it. There's a Bitcoin mine right next to a Microsoft data center that apparently serves the Pentagon. There's a supercomputing center not far from that. And then, of course, there's this giant Air Force base in Wyoming. And China has a Bitcoin mine here. Now, Nicole, last I checked, Bitcoin is illegal in China. So what is their motivation for putting this this supercomputing center right next to a Microsoft center and an Air Force base? Great question. First of all, the CCP made it uh, made the mining of Bitcoin in China illegal. And then that gave them the excuse to uh, transfer the mining operations to the United States of America, consuming like, you know, 
a great amount of energy from the household living in that area. And the most troubling side of the story is that it is also a intel gathering facility, and it also connects to the power grid in that region. In your great state of Texas, which actually provides a lot of incentive for Bitcoin uh, companies to, you know, to mine the coins in in, in the state. Um, you know, these companies, the CCP owned companies can actually obtain like, you know, 50 millions of dollar or maybe hundreds of uh, millions of dollar from the uh, government subsidy in the state of Texas, uh, you know, all the taxpayer dollar, if they agree to uh, pause or shut down their mining operation when the energy uh, usage at is at reaches the breaking point. So we're subsidizing our enemy uh, on their, you know, cryptocurrency mining, which is used by the CCP for money laundering and for funding the terrorist group, the terrorist militant group in uh, like Hamas and Iran. And yet the people of China are not allowed to access Bitcoin themselves. It's outlawed there while China uses it. If, if that's not the definition of a bad actor, uh, what's good for government, not good for the people uh, really is eye opening. Um, all right, let me go back to Christopher Ray here. This is uh, uh, cut, cut two here. Let's, let's listen. We probably have somewhere in the order of 2,000 active investigations that are just related to the Chinese government's effort to steal information. All right, so now I would like to offer this up. Christopher Ray says we've got 2,000 active investigations into China stealing government. Do you know how many January 6 investigations there were, like thousands of them, that took up the resources of field offices across this country? Christopher Ray and Joe Biden had been so focused on what they deemed as domestic extremism, uh, not looking at Black Lives Matter, not looking at any of these other organizations, when really the real threat was right under their noses. They have these open cases. My question is, how deep are you diving into these open cases? Or are you so focused on going after America First conservatives that you let China take a foothold and steal our technology, steal our innovation, steal corporate secrets? That, to me, is the most maddening prospect of all of this, that he claims, oh, we've got 2,000 active cases. you got more than that looking in January 6th that posed zero threat to America, Nicole. Well, I, I like to see that uh, to say that the CCP uh, actually knows that, uh, you know, when the uh, America's intel community or law enforcement, um, you know, personnels are dedicated to, to the domestic problem, that leaves a blank space for CCP to come in. And uh, Wang Huning, who is the um, leading um, author and scholar who provides the policy um, advisory to the CCP, actually wrote a book called America Against America. Basically, it's you know, telling the CCP officials to use the vulnerabilities in America and capitalize on that and then penetrate into the U.S. society. And they were talking about the internal division. When the FBI and uh, Intel community are dedicated to uh, fighting against so-called domestic terrorists like the Catholic parents (laughs) or the conservatives or fighting the fake uh, Russian hoax, 
this is the time when the CCP actually sees a golden opportunity to come in and do their dirty work. Yeah, they exploit our own weakness, weakness caused by, of course, weak leaders, in my opinion, the Biden administration. Uh, They exploit that. And then you add in this whole idea of political correctness in America. Political correctness gets in the way of national security. Go all the way back to this idea. You mentioned the open borders here. We we have on one side, maybe the well-intentioned Democrats have political correctness. They have empathy, all this stuff. The other side, I think, are very nefarious reasons for leaving the, the borders open. All of it gets in the way. We have terrorists that are being captured on our southern border in record numbers, those on the terror watch list. And and America and its wide-eyed, bushy-tailed political correctness gets in the way, coupling that with the problem that you've got a leader, so-called leader in Joe Biden, that is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party, that his family is literally doing business deals with them. And that's why I see uh, the Five Eye, uh, you know, Alliance public uh, press conference is the public admission of the U.S. foreign policy. And we have miscalculated the CCP. And in fact, you know, I'm more troubled or disturbed that the CCP spend more money uh, buying up the politicians in Washington DC, the uh, the the permanent uh, DC uh, elite community than the the average uh, espionage activities. So because and that's why we we haven't seen any very you know tougher policy or stance being taken um, by this. Uh, administration to take down the CCP because many politicians have been bought out and there's a very powerful lobbying group in in the K Street in DC that's preventing CCP uh, from you know from being punished. All right, Christopher Ray talked about this. Goes into the idea of politicians and how involved the CCP tries to get in all of this. Now uh, they tried to come up with fake news stories. This is a CCP create all kinds of fake news about a Chinese dissident who was running for Congress. And he's running as a Democrat, by the way. And I think that is important that we mention that because the DOJ ends up going and trying to prosecute uh, this and and the Chinese that were responsible for, for trying to go after this guy's campaign. Let me play this because I've got a lot of mixed feelings about what's going on here with what Christopher Ray is saying. I've got two sound bites. We'll play the first one, respond, and then I, I got a second one for you. Here we go. There was a, an actual congressional candidate who was very critical of the Chinese government. The efforts were initially to try to see if they could come up with dirt on the candidate to derail his candidacy, then to try to concoct dirt just fiction uh, about the candidate. And then if that didn't work, there was even discussion about the candidate befalling a a horrible accident. So what amazed me about this was no response from 60 Minutes to say, hey, well, wait a second. What about the Steele dossier that tried to take down President Trump? That wasn't concocted by an enemy nation. That was concocted by a United States presidential candidate, her campaign. We now know that it's completely false. You guys used it to spark FBI investigations. But in this case, you find one so-called dossier to sow discord on this guy's campaign. 
and you unleash the DOJ on, on the Chinese. I mean, what a separate set of standards here, Nicole. This is truly ironical. Do you think that the CCP is only interested in the uh, ethnic Chinese uh, as a congressional candidate? Why aren't they interested in stopping Trump? And what about other candidates? You know, the CCP knows that they have spent more money and influence paddling operatives in D.C., trying to stop the uh, the most prominent candidate known for the uh, toughest stance against the CCP. So why wasn't Christopher Ray talking about this case? You know, why focusing on uh, very little known or obscure um, uh, ethnic Chinese congressional uh, candidate? You know, I think he's trying to cover up a much bigger problem because you we know, know the CCP's focus is not in that uh, ethnic Chinese uh, who is trying to be a congressional candidate, but people like President Trump. Yeah. Did you know this candidate, who he was and his story? I've never heard about this uh, person, and but I'm not surprised uh, that, uh, you know, CCP will try to stop uh, vocal you know, people who are, you know, vocal critics of the CCP. Mm-hmm. But the the fact that, that Christopher Ray picked this person to illustrate the CCP's influence paddling operative is a very perplexing. That tells a lot that, you know, because I'm, you know, an, a China uh, expert, I know the CCP's biggest target is, is people like Trump, yeah. not, uh, you know, an obscure uh, Chinese-American uh, candidate. All right. This is uh, a continuation uh, talking about that case and, interestingly enough, the DOJ case against uh, the people responsible. In court filings, prosecutors say a Chinese agent hired an American private investigator to discredit Yang and left the investigator a voicemail saying violence would be fine. Beat him until he cannot run for election. Is that the threat of violence in the United States that we face from the Chinese government? We have seen over and over again efforts to really stop at almost nothing to intimidate people who would have the audacity here in the United States where we have freedom of speech to express criticism of the regime. All right, Nicole, I'm going to have to breathe here because the reason why I play you this soundbite is I agree with him that China poses this threat. And, of course, for violence against people here in the United States, we've seen it at the secret police stations. But how dare he talk about freedom of speech when they literally target conservatives, anyone who supports President Trump, and he talks about a regime when they have a weaponized FBI, a weaponized Justice Department against half of the nation. This is literally pot, meat, kettle, because... What you're explaining here is exactly what's going on in the United States, and you're taking this high moral ground, Christopher Ray, that somehow it's unacceptable for China, but what you're explaining is exactly what you are doing. I believe this Biden administration is acting in the same manner as the Chinese CCP is acting. I'm seeing all the signs of it here in the United States, Nicole. Well, I like to add, uh, you know, some th- something about that um, Manhattan secret uh, CCP police station. It was it was not first uh, reported to public by FBI. It was reported by news media. So they were forced to investigate and to close that CCP uh, 
uh, secret police station. And another question is that why hasn't uh, Christopher Ray uh, talk about Mao's school, CCP enemy number one? I mean, Mao's school has have been, you know, have been subject to uh, harassment, violence, attack, and death threats by the CCP's agents working on the U.S. soil. And the CCP also has been has hired, you know, top security firm, you know, trying to harass and track Mao's school. I mean, why hasn't Christopher Reed talked about these? And what what about, you know, all of our, you know, freedom-loving Chinese-American uh, patriot who are trying to, uh, you know, bring the critical, um, you know, uh, intel from inside the CCP uh, you know, regarding the true origin of the COVID nineteen and the CCP's threat, I think that he's he uh, Christopher Ray has been very selective about what he wanted to talk about and what he did not want people to talk about. Look, just on this program alone, on the Real America's Voice Show, we have played sound bites from Miles that have rung true on so many occasions he's predicted things he 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 spelled things out as how they were going to happen why wouldn't the united states government use miles as a source of information to help us combat the 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 chinese communist party and the ills it's waging against the united states of america it boggles my mind that they've locked this guy up miles you know they lock him up on bogus charges when I look at him, Nicole, I mean it when I tell you this, I look at him as an American hero when it comes to taking down the CCP and informing Americans about the threat that we face. Nobody has informed us about the threat we face from China like Miles Guao has, and yet the FBI locks him up. Something is wrong with that picture. Well, definitely, I think Mr. Mao's school did possess some inconvenient truth that are found unhelpful by the Washington, uh, Washington DC's elites and the political establishment, you know, things like how the CCP has, you know, been buying the influence and corrupting the, the politicians. I mean, this kind of information is definitely not helpful and not convenient for the policy of makers. This reminds me of something I was just talking about earlier today on my radio program is that there is such a disconnect in Washington between the people and what the people want and those who operate in Washington and what really lobbyists on K street want in Washington. And so they don't represent us. I, I take from a Republican standpoint, Jim Jordan should have been speaker of the house By and large, every Republican I talk to all love this guy. He's the most well-liked member of Congress. Yet the body of Congress, run by Republicans, could not manage to elect Jim Jordan. Why? Because half the Republicans are beholden to K Street lobbyists, and Jim Jordan was going to upend business as usual there. So they're not representing the people. This reminds me of Miles. So Miles Guao can can expose bad actors inside the FBI. Who's on the take from China inside the United States Senate or the United States Congress? And then everything gets shut down and he's enemy number one when really, if we had a Congress that was by and for the people, that's how the founding fathers envisioned it. Miles would not be in prison right now. He would be held up as a a hero. Instead, he's locked up in a jail cell. But this typifies the problem with America and really the dysfunction in the Republican Party more than anything else. This whole speaker's race, Nicole, is not about it. It's not about a new dysfunction or a new divide of the Republican Party. It's only exposed 
the divide. This has always been going on. Those who represent the people and those who represent lobbyists. It had been quiet for a long time. Now it's exposed. And uh, I think everything we're talking about with China uh, confirms all of that. Um, let me play um, another another soundbite uh, from Christopher Ray here uh, on with 60 Minutes and get your take on it, Nicole. You seem to be saying that the Chinese government is running a criminal enterprise. Well, I would say the Chinese government, if they want to be a great nation, it's time for them to start acting like one. Uh, and that includes abiding by its own commitments not to steal innovation. That includes not exporting repression to other countries. So, again, Nicole, like I want to take bits of this and say, okay, thank you, Christopher Ray. I appreciate it. But how about the answer being yes, China is a criminal enterprise. They're importing fentanyl into the United States of America that's killing American citizens. They're stealing our technology. They're stealing our innovation. They've got spies I- embedded inside America's greatest companies, including our, our government. Yes, it's a criminal organization, but he doesn't say that. I agree with you. And I think this is the kind of the language that um, appears to be very weak and meaningless. It's like a you're talking to a viper, a deadly snake, uh, whose sole purpose is to hurt people. And then you're telling him, why can't you act like a harmless dog or cat? I mean, this is like really meaningless and funny. I mean, the CCP must be laughing at this interview because their nature is evil. They are not capable of doing good. And then you're talking to them like, why can't you act like a responsible player? This is really very, very meaningless. It, it, it really is. Um, which brings me to the last topic I want to talk to about meaningless, feckless, uh, just not a, not a two-way street when it comes to the United States and China. So China has 124 um, self-driving vehicles in California testing these vehicles of the 40 companies approved by the United States to test uh, driverless vehicles. 10 of these companies are owned by China. 124 of these cars are in uh, California driving around. Uh, there's one on your screen for those of you that are watching instead of just listening. Um, who knows what information these can collect? And I think Nicole, the really biggest rub of all of this is the United States is not allowed to test driverless cars in China, but China's welcome here. Yeah, and uh, the the greatest uh, you know security concern is that this uh, selfless driving vehicles are collecting important data that could be used against us in the event of an, um, you know, military confrontation. And uh, because they, they could be used by the CCP militant cells or even Hamas or, um, you know, jihad, you know, militant group cells in the United States of, um, of America. And then we're talking about not being reciprocal. I mean, President Trump was emphasizing that everything must be reciprocal. Yeah. If you don't allow me to test my selfless, uh, uh, selfless driving car in your country, then you're not you're, you're not welcome here. And uh, but we have been actually giving the CCP 
every green light to do anything and ev everything it wishes to do. But in communist China, our media are being blocked and people in China have no access to Twitter, Facebook and all this uh, social media. But their propaganda is, is, is well established in the United States of America on the U.S. soil, influencing uh, the, uh, the American consumers. So, you know... <laughs> Yet again, this is like, I love, sometimes my shows develop themes from the beginning. I never even mean for them to develop themes. But this idea that they talk big and then never do anything continues continues on and on and on, especially with this administration. Gina Raimondo is the Commerce Secretary, obviously has to deal with China when it comes to commerce. She basically spells out what we're talking about here with these driverless cars and us not allowed to test them in China, but they're here. So listen to this and then I'll get your take. Sit with you because I only have a minute now. I'll just say, when I was in China, I was very clear that, you know, Alipay and Union Pay do business in the United States. Visa and MasterCard cannot. Their autonomous vehicle companies are piloting on our roads right now. We cannot. Their media companies every day are submitting content in the United States. We cannot. It's a long list. It's not fair. Enough is enough. Let's level the playing field. And so I think there's a lot. I'll come visit with you after my trip, and sure. maybe we could talk about it. Um, so tough talk, but that was before her trip to China. She goes to China, and nothing happened. Absolutely. I mean, everything that uh, she talked about have existed for decades. This shouldn't be the first time that she knew about this, and this is really something that worries people like myself, that – our Secretary of Commerce, for the first time, recognizing and talking about things that we have been talking about every day mm -hmm. for the past several decades. And it's, it, it, she sounds like this is something new and we have to do something different. I mean, this is scary. Well, I'll tell you what the play is from that administration. See, they will tell you and talk tough like Christopher Ray did and Gina Raimondo did. And the American people who are uninformed will say, oh, look at that. They're doing something about it. When in reality, they just say it. They throw it out there. They let the American people think they do something about it. And then the Chinese Communist Party and the rest of our enemies run wild over America and, and nothing is done at all about it. And the mainstream media remains quiet on all of it. But that's why there's programs like this one. That's why there's the new federal state of China, which is informing so many people. We're so grateful to the whistleblowers that that risk their lives, Nicole, to get us the information that you bring us here each week and on the Real Americans Voice Show and everything you guys are doing at NFSC Speaks. So uh, with that, I just want to give you a big thank you for coming on today. And thank you, Grant, and thank you, the Stinchfield Army, for tuning in and, um, you know, for being part of a bigger good force and to, to take back this country. And also one, one more comment about uh, Secretary Gina Romano. I like her to ask those questions or making those comments to the CCP officials when she was visiting Beijing and Shanghai. Yeah. But she uh, didn't do that. No. And I like to, to, to also hear the lawmakers sitting uh, in that, you know, uh, hearing, pressing her. So what are you going to do about it? We know this from decades ago. Well, and so what are we going to do about this? That lawmaker was sitting across from her is Congressman Mike Garcia of California. He's actually a friend of mine. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a former fighter pilot. He knows the dangers of the CCP. I'm going to ask him. In fact, as soon as I get off this program, I'm going to text him. Uh, hey, did you ever have that meeting? She said she was going to come in and meet with him. I want to know if he had the meeting 
and what he asked her about. And maybe we'll do an episode uh, with him as well. Maybe we get all all of us, all three of us on together would be great. Um, Nicole Sai, again, thank you so much. New Federal State of China. uh, We love what you're doing. And uh, again, thank you. Thank you. And we love you and the Stinchfield Army. Thank you so much for having me today. You're so welcome. And I'll tell you what, you know who else loves uh, Stinchfield's Army? That would be me because uh, we get nowhere without all of you. God bless every single one of you for watching. If you're watching this live on Facebook, Getter, or Rumble, please like the video, share it if you can. Spreading this message is about as important a thing as we can do. Little steps to keep moving this country in the right direction. Stinchfield's Army rolls because of all of you. GrantStinchfield.com. Don't forget to sign up for the email list. If I get canceled, that's how I communicate with you. GrantStinchfield.com. Sign up for the email list. And again, thank you, folks. We'll see you on the... 